And good afternoon. This is Jeff Thomas, and I would like to welcome each of you to this Sunday afternoon edition of Words from the Word of God. I would like to get right into the message uh, for the sake of time today. I'll try not to keep you too long, but I want to do a little review here as we continue our journey um, through the Word of God, uh, seeing how the Word of God reveals us to us that Jesus Christ is in fact the only way that we can come unto the Father and the only way that we can come unto salvation. In the last episode of Words from the Word of God, we spoke probably, and as the Word of God revealed to us, one of the most, if not the most important reasons why Jesus Christ is the only way, and that was God's grace, the free gift of God's grace, His unmerited favor on the undeserving. And I think, my friends, if you and I are honest with ourselves, I believe each one of us could stand in that line. But in that uh, episode, we quoted the Apostle Paul from Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 where he said for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God not of works lest any man should boast my friends even though while we were yet sinners God uh, loved us so much that he sent his son to die on Calvary's cross he loved us so much that by our faith in him and his finished work at Calvary, we could come unto him and come unto salvation. That is one of the reasons, many, many reasons why. I tell you, as I explained to my wife, I believe a person, could, a, a, a pastor or evangelist could preach his lifetime and never cover the wonderful reasons why Jesus Christ is the only way. But the last episode, again, we stated the, the main or one of the most important reasons was the free gift of God's grace. Moving forward to today, I would like to uh, draw your attention to the divinity of Jesus Christ as the eternal Son of God, God the Son, and I would like to look at as it is revealed through the Word of God, not my words, but what the Word of God has to say about His position and person in the triune Godhead. You say, what does triune mean? Triune simply carries the definition of consisting in, consisting of three in one. But it is my firm belief that to fully understand why Christ, Jesus Christ is the only way that we can come unto the Father, that we can come unto uh, salvation, I believe that we must first must understand the full concept of his deity. We must fully understand that he is God. For this, I would like to first show his uh, position and person, as I've already stated, in the eternal triune Godhead. And tomorrow, or the next edition of Words from the Word of God, I would also like to secondly show his person as manifested as God in the flesh to all mankind. 
But to, for the purpose of today's message, I would like to read a scripture as we start off here from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 19. I believe this scripture fully reveals his position and person in the, the eternal Godhead, which wonderfully expresses his divinity. Jesus speaking here to his disciples in context of scripture. He is, these are some of the final words that he spoke to his disciples. And might I say to you and I as his disciples before he ascended into heaven and he has given them the great commission as well as you and I. And he says here in verse 19 of Matthew 28, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in, listen closely, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. I would like to draw your attention to the phrase, the name, as used here in this verse. It is singular. It is in the singular tense, meaning it refers only to one person, therefore declaring the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost as the final name for the one true God. Jesus Christ, our Lord, again here speaking, uses three definite articles as related to the name, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, affirming and identifying that God is one, but he subsists in a personality which is threefold, and that is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. This is fully indicated, and listen closely, this relationship, this three-in-one, is fully indicated by the relationship as the Father and the Son exists by mode of being a spirit. Therefore, our Lord Jesus here is affirming his position and his person as the second person of the eternal Godhead and definitely stating with no doubt that he is, in fact, God and is fully divine. Despite much skepticism and considerable doubt uh, from the world and the philosophers and the scientists of the world uh, as to the deity of Jesus Christ, the word of God that is the final authority concerning all things gives us definite proof that Jesus is not only Christ, our Messiah, our Redeemer, our Savior, our Lord, but he is equated to God himself. He is God. He is God the Son. He is uh, the Son, the eternal Son of God, the second person of the eternal Godhead, full of power and full of authority. The New Testament is full of references to the fact of the divinity of Christ and to the fact that he is, again, eternal the eternal Son of God and the second person of the Godhead, one who has no beginning or ending and one with all power and authority. First, I want to refer back to an Old Testament scripture, one of many that also declare his divinity and eternal existence, and that is in Micah, excuse me for a second, that is in Micah, 
chapter 5, verse 2, and, and as he, this is God speaking here. He says, But thou, Bethlehem Ephratah, though thou be little among the nations, the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me, that is, to be ruler in Israel, speaking of none other than Jesus Christ our Lord whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. The Apostle John writes in Revelation chapter 1, verse 4, and this is uh, uh, John writing as he is given the revelation of Jesus Christ. He writes there in Revelation 1, 4, John to the seven churches which be in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him, which is and which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which uh, which are before the throne. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, John writes again of the testimony of Jesus Christ. This is Jesus Christ speaking here to you and I and all the hearts throughout human history. He says, I am Alpha and Omega. I think that's interesting because those words represent the the first and the last letters of the Greek alphabet. He said, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and is to come, the Almighty. John also testified these facts in his the opening of his gospel, the gospel of John, as he writes in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. He says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing, not anything made that was made. This speaks, my friends, of his power and his authority to create. And if he could create all all of the universe, if he has that creative power, I tell you what, there is no fear that should be in our hearts that he cannot save us to the uttermost. The Apostle Paul refers to the divinity of Christ our Lord when he gives him the title, the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, Titus 2.13. He says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul also boldly declares that Jesus existed in the form of God prior to his incarnation. For that, I'd like to turn over and read there in Philippians verses, uh, chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. And I'll try to hurry. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in that fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He, the apostle Paul is saying here that he existed in the form of God prior to his incarnation, uh, Not only that, but God the Father, as I refer to my notes here, God the Father declares of Jesus Christ, his his son, in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8, he says, But unto the Son, speaking of Jesus Christ, his son, he saith, this is God the Father speaking now, 
Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Finally, the word of God gives us facts of his power and authority and his divinity. Again, in John John chapter 1 through 3, he said, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning uh, with God, and uh, by him and without him was nothing made that was made. But in Colossians also, the Apostle Paul, or the Apostle Paul states, and also in Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 17 of his creative power, and he's speaking of Jesus Christ here. Excuse me for one second. He says right here in Colossians 1, chapter 1, verse 15 through 17, and I'll hurry here. He says, who being in the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones, dominions, or principalities, or powers. All things were created by him and for him. Verse 17 of Colossians chapter 1. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. That means he holds all things together. He not only created all things, but he holds all things together. My friends, as we view Jesus Christ, our Lord, in the light of his divinity, his power and his authority as revealed in the word of God to us today, we can not help but see uh, why he is the only way that we can come into the Father, why he is the only way that we can be saved. The fact that he is God with all power and authority in the position of the second person of the triune Godhead should give us great hope that by our faith in him, by the great free gift of God's grace, he is able and he is able to save all who will come unto him by faith and believe in him to the uttermost. And he has the power to cleanse he has the power to cleanse us from every sin. Amen. Tell you what, that's a blessing today. What a hope, what a peace, and what a power and authority to save whosoever will just accept him by faith and experience the reality of the gospel and the grace of God, the free gift of the grace of God as, as availed and manifested in Christ Jesus and availed of by faith to all who will receive him. If you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior today, I would invite you to do so. All it takes is faith, and that is just believing that he died on Calvary's cross for your sins, that he shed his precious blood there for you, that he is uh, he was resurrected the third day and he lives forevermore. And, and I might I mention, you know, if you're dead in your trespasses and sin, I tell you, there's no greater hope than being saved and and having Lord the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior because you go from death to life to life eternal. He is the eternal Son of God. He is God 
<laughs> he is God the Son, and he is eternal, and life in him is eternal because he has no ending. He is from everlasting. I pray that this message has been a blessing to your heart today, and I look forward so forth to the next time that we can share in a word from the Word of God. God bless.